0: This is Marvel 616 Politics, Episode 29 with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Jared, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome as well. It's really good to hear that you're doing that awesome.
1: dude, I'm always doing awesome.
0: Well, I I know that. I'll tell you what's not awesome, okay? All right. (laughs) Have you heard? Have you heard of all these terrible, horrible plane incidents, like bullet holes and like uh, all all this stuff, like the planes flying apart? I have. Okay. The day that that happened, I was flying on a Southwest airline from Missouri back here to New Orleans. And it's a good thing I didn't hear about all that nonsense, because I, I, I think I would have freaked out way more than I was, because I don't like to fly. Oh, really? Not a flyer? No. No. Why's that? I don't... Because... I think it's because I feel the opposite of... Um, I, I feel the opposite of uh, claustrophobic i think it's agoraphobic Mm. and um so like we're in the plane right and all of a sudden i I look down there and i'm like we are out in the open and no one down there even knows i'm up here and something we could die and no one would know i mean obviously (laughs) gravity would kick in eventually and somebody would know but like you know you're just in this tube and you're like this is my own little world nothing exists outside this world and i'm not sure about reality at that point it's scary it's scary i got to say cuz then look like, i told the, i told cuz i went with the president of the company his wife and his daughter okay on this trip to missouri because it was a business trip and i was like look we can crash and die i don't care i just don't want turbulence uh huh cuz I don't care about dying. I I just <laughs> don't want that. Dum, 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 dum. We could die at any second. The wing could break apart and hit me in the face. Well, wings <laughs> well, not gonna break apart and hit you in the face. It may. You don't know. It may. Oh, you can't live your life in fear of of flying. No, you can't, cause you're supposed to be on the ground. If God wanted us in the air, He would have given us wings.
1: Oh, if God wanted us to get places that far away, He would have given us cars.
0: You know what? That's a good point too.
1: I hate that argument. What? What? It's just so stupid. If God wanted me to have money, he would have given it. Like, I would have been born with, you know, arms that were made out of dollar bills. Like, that's just stupid uh, to say that. If all that kind of stuff. Same thing with planes and, you know, well, if God wanted me to be on the water, he would have given me fins.
0: You really think that God intended for us to fly?
1: You really think God intended for us to be in cars or in boats?
0: That's what, I, that's what I'm asking you.
1: Yes, absolutely. He gave us thoughts. He gave, he gave us creativity. He gave us minds to invent things. Well, I, We're all made in his image.
0: Right, right, right. So what does that have to do with flying?
1: He gave us the creativity to come up with these uh, awesome devices like airplanes and helicopters and jets.
0: Okay, well, i got to be honest. I really don't think that God flies in planes.
1: Well, I don't really think God drives in cars either, but we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Right? Yes. So, but that doesn't help with the image thing.
1: What are you talking about?
0: You your argument, I don't like your argument.
1: My argument is because God is a extremely creative being and he made us creative as well.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm I'm a scared of flying
1: it's okay to be scared of flying look but for I me to say I, that well if God wants us to fly or give us wings that argument doesn't stand up
0: okay well no see I, I think it's across the board I, I, I'm I'm for certain that I, I should never go to the Marinera or Mariana trench or whatever it is huh I don't ever want to go underwater I don't want to ever fly I'm on the ground
1: I have oxygen and I have legs have you been swimming have you been on a boat? Have you been in an airplane?
0: Well, all these things I don't like.
1: Well, it, I didn't say that God made you have to like them. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but if I don't like them, why should I do them?
1: Well, do you not have business you have to take care of?
0: I did. Well, I'm so scared we, I have to go back out there. Yeah, don't fly. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to drive next time. Well, wait, aren't you? aren't we trying to get together for a con? I will, yes. Okay. If so I gonna... had my choice, I would drive. Well, I mean, you could drive, but that's going to be a long drive. I would. Re- yeah, I have a lot of podcasts to listen to. <laughs> okay, dude, man, I ruined some comic books without even knowing it because all of a sudden we hit some turbulence and and the comic book was wrinkled. It was ruined. Like, was, <laughs> like I looked up and I was like. I have never been so close to God as on a plane because I'm like, Jesus Christ, you hold the world together. These molecules, you can hold this plane together, please. Oh, my God. I'm glad
1: we, we're not going to San Diego now because I could not fly with you.
0: No, I would. I, it's very quiet. I, I do this mentally, and I have, I have to sleep or zonk out or something or else <laughs> I will flip out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, fly, you know, flying is a lot safer than driving.
0: I don't care about dying. I care about falling. Well, you can drive off a bridge. Well, I'm very careful when I drive on bridges. <laughs> well, I'm sure the, you're very careful when you fly an the airplane, too. Well, I, it, I think that's it. I'm not in control. I don't like roller coasters. I'm not in control. If I were flying, I think it'd be a little bit different.
1: Well, I'm with you there. I hate roller coasters, too.
0: Yeah, I can't. I think it's if I'm not in control then, or at least feel in control. Because right then, all I have control of is my seatbelt, if it latches correctly. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I got a lot of comics read. And actually, the only way, this is kind of funny, the only way I got back on the airplane afterwards was there were a lot of airplanes flying around while we were there overhead. And so I talked myself into it. I was like, look, how many airplanes do you see? Yes, five of them at one time. They're probably all experiencing turbulence right now, but none of them are falling into the, 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 you know, the ravine mm-hmm. of death and doom. And so I was like, okay, well, statistically, we're, you know, planes don't crash. And then like I get back and like there's like bullet holes and the fuselage is, you know. Well, in the. Oh, oh also, I had to I had to opt out from the body scanners, too, at the Joplin Airport. Oh, why? What do you mean, oh, why? I'm not going to go through those things. Wait. Because of the... Do you have something in your head? No, the radiation, man. And also, I don't want them to think it's okay to put those things everywhere. I don't want my wife and kids going through the naked body st- scanners at the supermarket.
1: I mean... Well, so. I- could kind of be a thrill. What is that? What do you mean? it's a thrill. <laughs> I mean, it could be kind of like. Are you saying my wife is hot? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not talking about Jackie specifically. <laughs> my gosh.
0: <laughs> What's
1: wrong with you?
0: Well, she is. She is hot. I'm just saying that I opted so, out, and every they had to give me the the whole intrusive pat down or whatever.
1: I was gonna say you probably you're kind of kinky like that. What is it? What? What does that mean? You're kind of a horn dog. I could see you going for the pat down instead.
0: What does that mean? I'm. Kind... <laughs> How would you know if I'm kind of a horn dog?
1: <laughs> I think I know you pretty well. <laughs> oh my! <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 now, on when we're not doing the show, I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. Regardless, it wasn't that bad. The guy was extremely polite to me. He told me exactly what he was doing. He even said like what he was doing, but he didn't do those things. He was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to use the back of the hand for the crotchel area," and he never did that.
1: Crotchal area—that's what it's called. Scientific term is crotchel.
0: Well, I'm not going to say like testicular, which you just said, but yeah, we'll beep it out. Beep. You learn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the only downside was they lost my boarding pass and they lost my license. What? How did they do that? Okay, so <laughs> you, send, you send your stuff through the x-ray machine, which I'm cool with because that doesn't give me radiation, right? It <laughs> okay. gives those things radiation. Okay. So, you know, you put them in that tray thing. You set it down. You put it through the little, you know, luggage car wash thing. And then I, I come out the other side. They said, keep an eye on your stuff. We're going to give you the pat down in two minutes. I'm watching it like a hawk. And nobody touches it or anything like that. I walk up and I'm like, hey, my license was in here. Because I put everything else in my bag. My license, my boarding pass, and then my shoe <laughs> belt were in there. Mm-hmm. And you can you can mute this microphone if you need to cough. Oh, thank you. Well, do you know how to do that? I do. I forgot. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying, hey, to get it out to the body politic faster, no editing. That's, that's what we're going for this time. <laughs> All right, so, anyway, I go and check it. No license. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, I have my license in here. They're like, And they were really nice. They were like, oh, oh okay, we'll, we'll look for it. And they start looking in other bins. I was like, no, it was right here. I mean, so, anyway, it was underneath the x-ray machine.
1: How did that happen?
0: I don't know, but it's like it went through so fast that it, like, caught air and, like, flew out. I don't know. And oh. then I get down there, and I realize I don't have my boarding pass either. So... I have to get a new boarding pass at the flight gate, and actually the pilot was standing right there, and I was like, yeah, security lost my uh, boarding pass, and they looked at me, and they are like, what? And actually, they were just giving me a hard time, and then they joked about it. I got nervous. I was like, yeah, security, they uh, lost my boarding pass, you know, and, they were, and the pilot was like, oh, you mean the TSA? <laughs> Good luck with them. <laughs> I was like, oh yes. I looked him straight in the face as as stone as I could and I said, I'm trying to have a good attitude here, sir. <laughs> anyway, anyway. The moral of the story, we closed the deal in Missouri, so that that's good. Well that's
1: good. Did yeah. it was it a we thing or was it you by yourself?
0: It was me presenting an idea to the president of my company and the president of the company that we were going to.
1: Oh, your company, your president of your company is not in Louisiana.
0: He was. He traveled with me because he had to go up there for other reasons as well.
1: Now, was he also peeing down his leg like you were on the flight or was he more comfortable?
0: No, he flies all the time, man. Oh, okay. All the time. I wasn't peeing. I wasn't urinating. Well, I mean, it just sounds like you're pretty, you know, shaking in your boots or whatever you're wearing. I bought, like, $40 worth of comics at the LCS, full price, just to have something on this trip to take my mind off of it.
2: Oh. And
1: uh, did it work? Or did you ruin them all? Did you just ruin a couple?
0: I ruined a couple. Yeah, I ruined a couple.
1: Oh, uh, well.
0: But it was, like, those, those at church or something. 30.1... And some X-Factor and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, You can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. It has not been updated because the system that we're piggybacking off of crashed. But, but, you can find us at podcasts.comicbooked.com. We're there with a bunch of other cool podcasts. Um, we're probably the best one, but I. I'm, Heck yeah, we're the best. I'm obligated to to talk about hideous energy because they're cool. They do a totally different thing than us, so we're not stepping on each other's toes. But they're cool because they mentioned us on their podcast.
1: Thus, they are cool.
2: You so are correct.
0: We are having like a a, a little listener swap there. Um, You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at 616politics.
1: You can hit us up on Facebook. That is where the action is. It's like your own little Tina Turner concert online. Facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Uh, Andy and I are both on there every day along with uh, quite a few of our fans. Uh, We just hit over the 800 mark this past week. And that's where the the, the newest information is going to be and uh, where you can interact with everybody. We've got a different poll each week. Uh, it's just a great place to be. So, uh, HTTP colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash marvel616politics.
0: Wow, you took also, the longest route to say save- that. I tried to.
1: Just in case somebody had not been on the internet before and they're listening to our podcast for the first time, <laughs> it could be pretty sweet.
0: If that's the case, <laughs> they've probably checked out by now. <laughs>
1: like what this is podcast about airplanes (laughs) (laughs) or we also have our own phone number where you can give us a call you can leave us messages ask us questions and everybody that has left a message or asked a question we have played on air so as long as it's appropriate you will be on air and that phone number is 616-755-TINA
0: yes it is and speaking of which we have one And uh, we meant to play it last time, I'm sorry, but because of the recording situation, we couldn't. So, let's give it a listen, to.
2: Hello, this is Sean Cherishman.
1: Andy Kirby, this one is not for you. Jared Mayo, I've
0: met you. I've seen you. I know what you look like. I'm watching you right now. See you next Tuesday. A little bit scary there, Jared. A little scary.
1: That's Sean Schmier- Schmidt, what is his problem?
0: What's his deal? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that kid? <laughs> he he uh I like Sean. He's he's awesome. He uh he's he's like our own personal colossus, man.
1: <laughs> he's a he has an infectious laugh. I know him in in, you know, real life outside of the internet, and dude, when that guy starts laughing, everybody starts laughing. He's just a, a funny guy, but I am a little creeped out that he's uh watching. This.
0: The one interesting thing about him is, and I, I think I, the last time I saw him was years ago, but uh, I'm going to have to say he's probably still super addicted to caffeine and coffee specifically. <laughs> is that true? Do you know? I don't
1: I, I don't know that. I'll, I'll see him uh, next week and I'll, I'll have to ask him.
0: You do that and you say, hey, <laughs> Kirby thinks that you are addicted to coffee. True? False?
1: Maybe I'll just be watching him from afar. Like a secret admirer. Mm, like a secret avenger.
0: Oh, a secret. Oh,
1: good. Yeah, good baby. <laughs> wow.
0: All yeah, right, Andy, we forgot
1: one thing. Oh, oh, how could we? No, I look, don't know how we could.
0: Look, this is this is how it is, okay? All right, you got to work with me on this, okay? You ready? We're gonna do some improv. Oh no. Okay. All right. Ready? Here, here we go. Why, Jared? How did you get all those amazing comics? On your budget.
1: (laughs) Why, Andy, I went to DCBService.com. What's that? That is a website where you can get all of your comic books significantly slashed from their cover prices, shipped directly to your home.
0: Really? How slashed is slashed? At least 40%. That truly is great savings. I think will go on there right now.
1: Dcbservice.com.
0: <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service.
2: Dcbservice.com.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> as as you can tell, listeners, Mayo is drunk. So um. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service, or DCBService.com, is our sponsor for this episode. We thank them for their constant and faithful support. Absolutely. They're great. Hey, what's what's the deal? I got an email yesterday. You were like, oops, forgot to invoice you.
1: Well, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. <laughs> All right, well, what what's on the docket for tonight? We got a bunch of crazy stuff. Like last podcast, we had nothing to talk about because there was nothing going on in the six one six. But this this week, we got tons of stuff, man.
1: Yeah, we're gonna kind of shift gears from uh, the past few. Uh, you know, usually our podcasts have a you know do a couple issue reviews and do some other things. We're gonna do more overviews this episode. We're gonna look at Fear itself. We're gonna look at Age of X, and we're gonna look at Onslaught Reborn.
0: It's Unleashed, right?
1: That one is what we're going to look at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Onslaught Reborn was the last time Osborne came or I mean, Onslaught came around. You know, I didn't read that. Did you read that? No. Okay, because it was Loeb, and I can't...
2: uh,
1: uh... It was Loeb and Liefeld together. Yeah. All
0: right, well, I mean, what are we doing first? You the man. Well, I thought you had some sort of segment you were gonna do oh
1: we also have ask andy
0: okay now i'm super scared all right i knew this was coming but i i I don't know these questions and i i i listeners listen I said, what about an ask Jared? And he said it doesn't roll off the tongue. So.
1: Doesn't. Ask Andy.
0: Ah, ah, ah. Ask Jared.
1: Ajah, ajah. That doesn't work. Yeah, but what about ask Mayo? No, it's it's still not. No. It doesn't have a. Nya yeah, to it.
0: What about. What about. Jaw with Jared? Jawa? Jaw? Jaw. Like, jaw. Like. Talk. Oh. Yeah. He's I, a jaw and with him. No. <laughs> or Mayo's right. mouth, I guess. I don't know. Mayo's,
1: that just no. We're going the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I only got four questions for you this time. Not like eight, like I did last time.
0: Only four. Good night. All right. All right. Oh, these okay. are
1: easy. These are easy. Are they? All right, dude. Andy. Yeah. I can't. Did I ask you the last time your favorite food?
0: Favorite food? Probably not. I remember okay. you
1: went on a tirade about how much you hated ice cream. You
0: know, I got some grief about that on the on the uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, they were uh, which happens to be Facebook.com/slash Marvel616Politics. Um, yeah, they were like, "How in the world can you hate ice cream?" But really, it comes down to I don't want to revisit it, but it's just too soupy. I can't. I mean, if it's supposed to be that in a shake or malt, even though I don't like malt flavor, I'm, I'm good with that. You know. But if I'm supposed to eat a frozen treat, I don't want to be drinking lukewarm to cool nonsense like stuff that just makes me thirstier.
1: So we should and just the, like give you ice chips.
0: Right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the viscosity is just—it's too—it's too viscous.
1: The B word.
0: <laughs> All right. So my favorite food, favorite. Um, it's changed over time. You know. Um. I'm gonna go with gumbo. I'm gonna go with gumbo. Really? Oh yeah, it's delicious. It's a soup with a stew type thing, but it's made out of a roux, you know. A roux? Yeah, it's got. It's made out of a you know a a, a celery, um, but flour oil mixture. A celery onion roux. The darker the roux, the better the gumbo. Everyone knows that.
1: I don't know what a roux is. I still don't understand.
0: It's uh. Okay, you take flour and you mix it with some oil and you cook it until it's really, really dark and you chop up a lot of celery and a lot of onion and you cook that until it's really, really dark and then you add all your, you know, your chicken broth, your okra, your shrimp, your crab, your turkey, sausage. Oh. Oh, it's delicious. That sounds awful. What do you mean awful?
1: I'm sorry, it just does.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's great. It's great. Let's put take leftovers, throw it in a bowl of water, and eat it. <laughs> that's what that's what pizza is, bro. Just take a bunch of what? You, what? Come on. What? No, it's good. When you come down here, when you and Jennifer move down here and work with me, no way, <laughs> no way you're gonna eat it, or no way you you're make coming. Make me fly down? everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Next question.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm just sorry. I was taken aback by that. I was expecting like Chinese or. Sushi or something, but not gumbo.
0: No, okay. But, I mean, well, it's 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 a little bit more difficult when you eat more than chicken fingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's an easy one. Your favorite board game. <laughs>
0: my favorite board game. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'm gonna give you two. Number one, my favorite is Settlers of Catan. What? You heard of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, don't laugh. I, I like to eat gumbo while I play Settlers <laughs> of Catan. <laughs> 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 All right, it's very popular with the Mormons. Um, I don't really know why, but when somebody, when a friend of mine found out that we play this game, he asked me, "Oh, are you Mormon?" I didn't know that. So um, anyway, it's great. It's a it's a like a, a resource management game where you get like wheat, sheep. brick, <laughs> And you got to build stuff. And, man, <laughs> man, I mean, I've never seen Jackie get so competitive as when she plays this game. It sounds like Farmville. I don't know what Farmville
1: is. It's on Facebook. It's some game that a lot of people play. Well, this is much better
0: than that, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. And then, second, this goes out to my siblings, Omega Virus. Have you played this game? No. Oh, dude. This is great. It's like... It was when we were kids. It came out probably 91, maybe. Uh, maybe a little bit later. But like, there's a little computer speaker in the middle, and you have four teams. Like, You have the Asianic Alliance, the North American Federation, the Euro National Force, and the Oceanic Republic, all vying for control of this one space station that was taken over by the Omega virus. And all of a sudden, like, the virus starts attacking you while you're attacking the other players, and you have to find where the virus is and destroy it. It's mm-hmm. great. I mean, it taunts you. It's like, you human scum. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I finally got Jackie to play it because Becky and Josh, my sister and brother-in-law, bought it off eBay. And they, uh, Becky said, Josh, this is amazing. You have to play this game. And she forced him to play like hours on end. So. Nice. Wait, okay. you're up there. You were up there with them. You can play that game.
1: Yeah, we usually only see each other uh, during Survivor Party nights.
0: Right. You may want to become better friends with them because they have Omega Virus. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But don't get sucked into playing Resident Evil 5 or whatever because, Becky, <laughs> that's a disturbing game. And she <laughs> will make you play it. I had to tell like, my little sister, Becky, I don't think I can play this. And she Like looked the at video me, game? Yes, it was disgusting. And then she looked at me with these sad, sad eyes and she said... Oh, I'm sorry. Do, do you want to play Mario? And she was, <laughs> she was completely serious, and she didn't, she wasn't malicious at all. And I said, actually, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> more my speed. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> all
1: right, Andy. Yes. Who do you want Tina Turner to do a duet with?
0: Oh, man! Oh, man! Who would do? A duet with Tina, guy or girl, you pick. It's your question, baby. Okay, all right. Um, oh, Sufjan Stevens. I think that if he, who is that? He, I you've heard, I played music for him. You're for, right.
1: I I do kind of vaguely remember.
0: Okay, well, if she sang and he did his music, it could work. It would be a tough mesh. But they could do it. Maybe Our Lady Peace. Maybe.
1: So you would be good eating gumbo, playing the Settlers of Catan, listening to
0: Sufjan and Tina. Actually, no. Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. Yes.
1: Okay. How about I change the question to, who would you like Tina to duet with that people have heard of?
0: Everybody's heard of th- Mumford and Sons were on the Grammys, right? <gasps> Were they the ones that won the big one at the end? I don't know, but they no, they performed. They did the banjo. They had the banjo and everything. Oh gosh, yes. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? Laughing. What do you mean they were laughed? They're they fantastic.
1: Laughing. Oh, okay. We just have a different taste.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't want to see Tina do a duet with them?
1: I would like to see Tina pretty much read the phone book. I'd be fine, <laughs> you know, with any of that. <laughs>
0: hey al aronson (laughs) albertson (laughs) all right next question
1: all right your first comic book memory
0: oh ever yeah um hmm. i guess my first one there were these christian comics by al hartley that my mom gave to us and I remember I had God's Smuggler, and it was about a guy who brought Bibles into, like, the behind the Iron Curtain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my brother got, like, a modern-day version of Saul and Paul. So, <clears throat> And my earliest memory is trying to read mine, and I was furious that he kept finishing his faster, and I had to take days to read this thing. Uh. Just not a fast reader.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's that's interesting, yeah. Most people are probably like, you know, Whoa, I watched Spider-Man or X-Men or Batman. Yours
0: is Th- kind of cool. Yeah, I think this was like, I, I must have been six or seven.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. And last one. Where do you see yourself in ten years?
2: Ooh,
0: not to be too fool of myself, but I see myself as a vice president here at the company. Yeah. Right on. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really look that far ahead.
1: i kind of ruin that question then. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, I, I don't
0: – I really don't think – I think I'll be doing the same stuff. Like, I'm pretty –
1: like, Are you going to have more girls or –
0: What? No More <laughs> children?
1: No. We'll have like 10 girls.
0: No, nay, nay, (laughs) no. I mean, we may adopt by that time. We may have moved to a different house. Nah, it's a boring question. Listeners don't want to hear that. It's not a boring question. My answer was boring. Thank you. Mayo, I don't want to hurt (laughs) your feelings.
1: (laughs) That's all right. I've got skin as thick as Luke Cage. Woo!
0: Wow. And you look as good, too. (laughs) I'm a little lighter, but... Well, I mean, he is pretty heavy.
1: You're calling me fat?
0: No, you said you're
1: lighter. He's heavier. No, I'm lighter, like I'm pale, glowing white.
0: You had to bring race into this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: All right, next.
0: Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> State of our Union. All right. State of the Union. What we got? What do you want to do first? Age of X, Fear Itself, or Onslaught Unleashed? Well, how
1: about you hit us up with Fear Itself. I'll take us into Age of X, and then we can both kind of do Onslaught.
0: Okay. All right. Fear Itself. We're covering... uh, Fear itself number one came out yesterday, and Fear itself um, on the home front came out, or home front came out. Oh, and also Book of Skulls. I forgot about that. Uh, Book of the Skull. Okay, first of all, uh, Book of the Skull. Real quick, Sin, who is um, the Red Skull's daughter, who is now all burnt to a crisp and she's all red and stuff, goes out with Baron Zemo, and she goes and finds. Some awesome thing that was conjured by uh, the Brotherhood of Z- Thule or something uh, by her father, the Red Skull during World War II. It was hidden. She goes to find it. It's supposed to be like the 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 greatest weapon ever. Um, when the Red Skull got it, he didn't know what it was, so he hid it away, and uh, he couldn't. We find out later that he couldn't pick it up, and it was a Uh, an an Asgardian hammer. And so we have some sort of, you know, uh, the, the, who are they? The invaders um, battling a frost giant or something like that. And it's kind of silly. And I'm, I'm sad to say that this was written by Brubaker instead of this was written by Fraction because I think a little bit higher of Brubaker than I do a Fraction. And then next we have um, Fear Itself, number one, which it was actually a good start. I was actually pleased with this book. Um, it had better art than I thought, and it was very fine, very crisp. Um, and actually, everybody was uh, kind of wide, which I kind of like that, you know? <laughs> Instead of just um, everybody seems like the perfect proportion and everything, I kind of like everybody to have more realistic. Uh, proportions and looks and things like that um later we find out that um sin has found the hammer she is worthy to pick it up she transforms into some very strange name like what's scatty hammer of scatty scatty Scaddy, scatty I don't know, but I think they could have done better on the name, and unless that's really a true name. Uh, this was a huge issue. So um, all of a sudden, um, Iron Man, in his jerkish manner, was like, oh, I know, maybe we'll just rebuild Asgard and show everybody <laughs> that we're all together, and in my company, we'll do it. And everybody's like, you're a turd. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then... Um, the Watcher shows up just to let us know that this is a big deal yet again. I think I've seen The Watcher three times in the past month. <laughs> There's a big thing going on and everything. Um, and then uh, Odin realizes that... Oh, well, wait. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so Odin's not happy to be alive, first and foremost, because in the Thor book, um, Thor brought him back. Um, Scatty goes down into the depths... Beats up some dragons, uh, opens some portal, and she brings back like I guess Odin's nemesis, who is, um, he says All Father, but I guess he's like the nega All Father. And so when um, when this happens, Odin says, "Okay, the prophecy's coming true. The serpent is coming back," and he takes everybody and he says, "We're out of here." So all the Asgardians leave. Uh, and Thor kind of refuses, and he says, no, I don't want to do it! And so they get in the fight, and they chain him up, and they're like, all right, you're coming with us, and everybody leaves. And then, let's see, what else am I... Oh, right, and then, like, seven hammers get delivered to Earth from outer space, so I don't know where these hammers were, but they're all over and uh, the Earth, and we're supposed to find out, like, different people are supposed to pick them up. On the home front, it kind of just deals with uh, different people. It deals with speedball and, uh, and the population's uh, reaction to him trying to help out and how they're still afraid of stuff. And it kind of – the whole episode or the whole issue is, is, um, is focused on fear. So um, Jimmy Woo, who is written by Milligan, which is surprising. I thought Parker would, would pick that up. But Jimmy Woo is, is scared. He's like paranoid um speedball is is uh scared that he won't be forgiven which he isn't and and they left him in a bad place but the art on that is fantastic check it out christos gage and i don't know who the artist is but it it was amazing and then uh jameson had like a two-page story and that was dumb and then i forget what the last story is what is that oh no i didn't pick it up what do you mean you didn't pick it up i just picked up the other two Oh, well, you need to read the Homefront issue. It's good. Let's see. Mike Mayhew is the artist on uh, the Christos Gage speedball story. Okay. And then, oh, uh, Broxton by Jim McCann, or There's No Place Like Homeless. It talks about the economic impact. So it was kind of interesting. I like this. You know how we talked about it before, how um, Avengers Academy or the Avengers Initiative is supposed to deal with the fallout of the book? I kind of like this because they're dealing with the fallout of fear itself all alongside of it. So even though we know that they're going to move on very, very quickly, by the end of this, they're probably going to be on to their next giant you know, thing. Um, they're dealing with some of the fallout of this right away. So I kind of like that.
1: So what did you think about it as a whole okay what's what's so far
0: okay i wish that book of the skull was written by the same writer i don't care if it was brubaker or fraction as the main book because why would the prologue book be written by somebody different um unless he's like trying to pass the mantle on and i think several things fraction did a good job for um and i was surprised Eminem did a great job and I was surprised again I, my hopes weren't high for this book what I do not like is that it's as guardian-centric and that's probably just because of the movie coming out and then also I do not like that you take an awesome character that has potential like sin and transform her into some stupid we've never heard of this character but they've always been a threat kind of villain
1: yeah I'm how about you, you. I was I'm with you on Eminem. I was very surprised because it looked good, and it isn't to discredit Eminem. But the time that I was familiar with his work was when he was on Next Wave, and when he was on um, Ultimate X Men, and I just didn't care for it at all. So when Fear Itself was announced that he was going to be the the artist, it's like man, you know this big event, and I'm going to hate it. But I, I thought he did an excellent, excellent job. I really got to give props to him.
0: Well, um, he he did he did a lot of the new Avengers stuff. Um, when, but I didn't like that. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> I, I don't think if I don't think it fit the book. I think he's good, yeah. but I don't think it fit the book. And I'm surprised that this seems to fit the book.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing great. And I'm with you on the Asgardian thing too. I just I've never found those kind of characters interesting. I've just never been. I just been like oh great, even Thor. Thor's always been cool, but he's never been, you know, I'm going to read a hundred books before I'm going to pick up Thor and read about Sif and Voltstag and all those people. It's just, they're just not my cup of tea.
0: So it's kind of a bummer about that. Um,
1: and they're coming out with another
0: Thor book. They're changing Thor to Journey into Mystery and then they're going to do Thor number one.
1: Yeah, that's just all for the movie stuff. But but um, I guess my biggest thing was I feel like they're just redoing a lot of the continuity, you know, going back and saying that the the real All Father has been at the bottom of the ocean. That Odin might not be the real All Father. That he might have been impersonating because he trapped the real one down at the bottom of the ocean. And and you know, now we go back and the the more we keep going, we I feel like we have revisited this time with the Red Skull and Captain America during World War II in the past five years more than we have the past sixty. And we just keep going back and saying, well, this happened and this happened and that happened and that happened. And it's just kind of starting to get a little convoluted, like all this stuff was going on. And uh, there's so many other parts of continuity that we haven't even touched upon. You know, we hardly ever go back and look at what happened from like 1991 to 2000. Nobody ever goes back and revisits that. But we just keep going back to the same stuff and change continuity and adding stuff. and, And I just don't see the point in that.
0: Well, that's an interesting point. I I tend to like that kind of stuff because I like the characterization and I like to see um, Steve in the costume. Um, but, yeah, you're right because we have so much continuity packed in now that it's going to be harder and harder and harder to make sense of it. And yet we haven't touched a lot of what goes on what has gone on before. And also when the age thing comes into play, like how long is Magneto going to be a Holocaust victim?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, how long can these people stay alive? They're going to have to have, um, health treatments or rejuvenation treatments for almost every character.
1: One well, Magneto has before, but there are some other characters that yeah, you kind of wonder about.
0: Well, I mean, you got Nick Fury, you got the black widow, you got Steve, you got Bucky, everybody has their own little thing or a and now you got basically all the invaders back. But, um, you know, everybody, everybody's going to have to start taking or having an excuse. And, you know, everybody they know is going to die. And the kids aren't really going to appreciate these new heroes. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Sort of off topic. Um, fear itself, I'm going to give a chance to. Um, I don't like... I was more impressed with the homefront book because it actually dealt with, okay, um you know how 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 do these things how are they incorporated into the public view and the public eye? Um, I was impressed with the story, but that's because my my hopes were so low. <laughs> I mean the you know they weren't high on this
1: well, I didn't even read it, so I don't have anything to say.
0: no but i mean uh, with fear itself in general i haven't been looking forward to this and i kind of forced myself to read it when i could have been reading other things
1: yeah i remember with secret invasion i was there the the minute i was out of work i was like speeding to the comic shop to pick up each issue of secret invasion i want to know what was going on
2: right exactly i'm
1: just like oh so maybe odin isn't really the all-father and Okay, who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's right.
1: New hammers, big deal.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And I don't like who they're gonna choose for these. Like Juggernaut, it looks like gets one, and it looks like Great Gargoyle gets one, and I don't, it just looks all so hokey. I mean, but but the first issue was good. So and it was long too. I can't believe how long it was. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, surely they're gonna stick in like a a, a retro. Um, You know, a retro issue or something like that. But it was like 45, 46, 50 pages or something like that. If you take out the the ads. Yeah. So, anyway. Are we done with Fear Itself? Cool, man. Yeah, we can
1: close that baby up. All right. All right, next up we've got Age of X. Now, rather than go through each issue, because we're up to quite a few issues, uh, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about the overall... Uh, what's going on with Age of X? Um, Age of X is basically—I uh, don't—it kind of seems like it's a almost a wannabe Age of Apocalypse, but not half as good—is <laughs> kind of how I feel about it. But uh, I mean, do you agree, Andy?
0: Well, I—I—I'm only of- know, i only know the premise to Age of Apocalypse, but okay. um, I haven't read it. Oh, but Andy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm almost caught up so I can start to read other stuff. Almost. <laughs> um, but actually, I'll wait until you're done, but actually I see a glimmer of hope and I actually changed my mind on this story. Okay.
1: All right, well, <clears throat> I'll just be real quick in that uh, the the main uh, the main storyline of Age of X starts a thousand days um, after Magneto has taken everybody to Fortress X And uh, basically, it's like the humans are all in control of everything. And um, there's been this different stuff happening, like uh, Phoenix killed everyone in the city of Albany, New York, and that was like 600,000 people. And um, all these events have led up to the mutants kind of running away and hiding in Fortress X while battling uh, the humans and the other superhumans like the Avengers um, of this timeline. Uh, but the story kind of centers around Rogue, whose character's name is Legacy, who they all call Reaper. <laughs> so if that doesn't confuse you, I don't know what will. But I yeah, kept... but do you know do you know why it's, she's called Legacy though? Yeah, because when when a mutant dies, Rogue goes and absorbs that person's memories, and so she's able to keep a legacy of everything. You know, the, the, she's kind of like uh, keeps a, a a logbook of right. all the past. From all these people that have died, um, so rather than like Age of Apocalypse kind of showed you the whole world, uh, different facets of the world and everything, uh, Age of X kind of just really follows what's going on with this character, with Rogue's character, um, and and what they're trying they're trying to figure out. You know, well, okay, let me just back up. Okay, okay. okay. So, so they're all at Fortress X, and um, and Legacy. She sees that the. the There's like a breach has happened. Someone has uh, has moved outside of Fortress X or whatever. They're trying to figure out who it is. And they go and they see that Shadowcat. And she's phased through and she had a camera with her. And so they had to capture Shadowcat because there's a prison um, in Fortress X called the Brig where they keep all these mutants that are deemed too powerful to be out with the rest of the mutants. Um, So Rogue or Legacy or Reaper or whatever you want to call her. she she checks out the camera and she sees all the pictures are blank. Um, but she infiltrates the brig and she because she wants to go and ask Shadowcat what's going on. Um, but while she's down there, she sees Blindfold and Blindfold is kind of talking about how this reality is not correct here. Things are going nuts. This is not how it should be. And she's just kind of like you know Blindfold, what are you talking about? Um, but Blindfold says that she needs to go and talk to Professor X. So. Um, as Rogue is down there, she touches Xavier and she unleashes this huge mental attack um, and it attacks every mutant that's inside Fortress X. Um, and like their noses are bleeding and they're just knocked out. Um, and then Danger spots her. Danger's kind of the warden of brig of the Brig. And, right. um, so she says that she's a, she's a criminal, we've got to chase her down. So she, they send the new mutant squad after them after Rogue to capture her. But Gambit saves her. But then Magneto shows up and attacks both of them. But it turns out that he just kind of faked their death and they're all under a pile of rubble. Um, and Magneto is telling her that he actually sent Shadowcat on the outside to investigate what's going on because he also thinks that there's something wrong with the timeline. There's just something that's not sitting right and they need to figure it out. So Magneto is pretending to, ch- to hurt them and go against Rogue and Gambit, but he's really... On their side. So then Magneto, what? No, I was just saying, right, right. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, so then Magneto goes to try and set Shadowcat and Professor X free, but there's there's this there's this character called X, and X is a voice. That's all we know is it's a voice, and it controls everything that happens in Fortress X. Um, and so then X sends the New Mutants squad to take to take down Magneto um, while Gambit and Rogue discover that someone has stolen their whole universe and they keep it in a box. So this is like this, there's this hidden room inside Fortress X and the whole universe is actually kept in a box. So, if you're able to track with me, awesome. If not, uh, God bless you, I understand too. <laughs> uh, so then, um, Xavier wakes up and um, uh, he suddenly he urges Shadowcat and Magneto to find a, a certain lady. I um, tells them that this lady was attacked. Um, everyone within a certain distance. When he went inside and turned everything upside down, um, that's kind of the the gist. It has. It sounds like it has something to do um, with Legion because he went right before um, Age of X. Xavier went into Legion's mind um, before the flash of light that that started the whole Age of X storyline. So I know I probably confused most people out there if you haven't read it, but. I mean I tried to summarize like 10 issues all into uh, a, a really short, you know, paragraph of what's going on because there's a lot of different little things going on but mainly it's just about Rogue's journey um and finding out what's going on with the timeline as she's aided by Gambit and Magneto.
0: I thought it I, I thought it was good. I thought it, I thought you did a good job. Um the one thing um that I wanted to say is that is there a parallel that we see between... I mean, obviously, we don't know who X is, so is there a parallel that we see between Age of Apocalypse and Age of X, meaning um, Apocalypse was in control of that world and X is in control of this world, so we kind of have to figure out who X is?
1: Uh, I don't don't see that similarity, because... Uh, if Because in this world, Apocalypse would have been likened to the humans that are ruling the world.
0: Oh, okay. Well, who do you think X is? Or do you think that's not even a... Um... Well,
1: at first I thought X was Danger. And then as I was reading, I saw that Danger was in control of the brig. I'm like, well, who the heck is X then? So I thought maybe it might be somebody like, like Destiny. That's the only person I can really think of that it could be.
0: Right, did you have right. thoughts? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it may have been Charles Xavier who was kept some. I mean, somehow, or it could be Legion. I'm trying to figure out why. Um, why New Mutants is the tie-in for this? Well, you
1: they know? they seem to have a pretty big part because they were the ones that are kind of the 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 squad that hunts people down. Right. Exactly. But why
0: them? Why did the creators choose them?
1: Probably because whoever's writing Uncanny X-Men is like, this storyline's stupid, and we're not having anything to do with it.
0: See, I think it's better than the Uncanny storyline right now. I, I, I'm more intrigued with this than I am with Fraction's quarantine nonsense.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm glad we're not covering that.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, uh, uh, I'm sick, Oh, but I'll still fight you. I mean, that's dumb.
1: <laughs> I, like, but this thing, I mean... I feel like they kind of talk to you know about this is Age of X it sounds it even sounds like Age of Apocalypse. They've just made so many they've just heightened it up to being something along those lines. And this is such a pale pale comparison to how awesome Age of Apocalypse was.
0: All right, well how long did Age of Apocalypse go and how many titles did it span?
1: Age of Apocalypse was 4 4 months and it was every X-Men title. Excalibur, X-Factor, Generation X, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, X-Force. Um, then there was 2X universe. There was an X-Men Alpha, an X-Men Omega, X-Men Chosen. And I want to say I'm forgetting one more.
0: Good night. How do you remember that?
1: Because it was so revolutionary. I mean, that was at, it was in 1995. Like, the X-Men were huge at that time. And Marvel cancels every X-Men title and replaces it with these new characters that you might not necessarily recognize, like, that is big stuff. That was very, very like tightrope walking. It's either going to hit or miss. And it was a huge hit. And people people love Age of Apocalypse. It was so well written. Had a core group of writers that really wanted to tell some good stuff. And it focused on the universe as opposed to just one character. And that's what that's what I'm having problems with is this Age of X is I want to learn about this world. I want to see who these people are, how they got to this place and everything, but what I'm left with is just this storyline of Rogue.
0: Yeah, but maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe he says, I know you want to see the world, but now I'm showing it to you. There is no world. You are seeing every facet of the universe in this, and there's nothing beyond these borders. Like, everything that you've seen has been made up because the universe is in this box.
1: Well, but part of the world is these characters. The only characters I'm really learning about or Magneto, Gambit, and Rogue, along with the new mutants, and, and a little bit with like Madison Jeffries and Danger and stuff. But I mean, you know, you've got characters like Storm and Namor. They just make these short little glimpses that, and basically say, "Oh, we love each other," and then they disappear. Dazzler has this, aw- like, she's her character looks really cool. Her design is awesome, and she says like four words the whole time. You know, Pixie doesn't have fairy wings anymore. She's got these leathery wings. Tell me about this stuff. Let me see about these characters.
0: Yeah, but this is only one writer. So? Well, I'm saying that how long can how long should he be able to commandeer these books?
1: Well, I mean, he's got them for how many months now? Three or four, right? Right. So, I mean, that's the same amount of time the Age of Apocalypse had. So you they, mean... Granted, granted so they had more titles but if we're going to keep it but Age of Apocalypse did take on the whole world. So if we're going to say Age of X isn't going to take on the whole world, we're just going to see what's inside Fortress X. Then yes, you've got plenty of time to delve into these characters a little bit more.
0: Okay, so you think that it's it's you think that even in the same setting, these two books and then a couple here and a couple there that he should be able to take the time and say, "Okay, well, we're, I'm going to explore within these just these two titles the entire universe that he has and these characters.
1: Just give me something more than three characters. You know, I'm so bored with Rogue and Magneto and X Men Legacy right now. Giving me alternate versions of them and not telling me anything that keeps me just as bored.
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, so you want background stories or do you want like do you want flashbacks of each? So did you like Age of X Alpha? I liked parts
1: of it, and we discussed that on the last episode. Like, the Cyclops part was awesome. Now, the, the
0: Cannonball and Husk one? Boring! You know? Yeah, but what, what's that dividing line? Like, why? Was it just a boring story, or was it a boring, like, the way they told the story, I'm not interested in hearing about that person's background in this way? Or was it just a boring character? Like, what's the difference?
1: Well, I mean, you and I agreed on the whole Cyclops issue. You know, the Cyclops part, like, why why does he have this mask? Oh, his eyelids have been ripped off. Arcade is running Alcatraz. They're using him to kill other mutants. That's why he's this tormented guy. Like, what a backstory in just, like, seven or eight pages. That was right. some good stuff. Right. Then the next story is Cannonball and Husk basically yelling at humans for seven or eight pages. Husk rips off her skin, and she's got, like, these ginormous body parts, made out of steel, and she sees her family is in a dumpster. Like, you can't even compare the two. And then we've got this awesome story <laughs> with Wolverine. Like, Wolverine is basically taken off the map so far. He, he's just got this really small little part, but we find out why he has such a small part. Like, the huge sacrifice that he made with Dr. Rao and coming up with a cure for this um, This. Coming up for an uh, antigen for an antibody for the cure for the mutancy, you know, like that's some good meaty stuff. Giving me two characters that no one really likes, anyways, and having them yell at humans for seven page does not compare to the other two stories.
0: All right, well then let's go back to the the ti- the two titles that we're in right now. What do you want to see? You want to see backstories, flashbacks, or do you want to see right now? what's going on with within the mutant community, like tell me more about Blindfold or tell me more about Dazzler, what what do you want to see? I'd be happy with any of those. Well like in which way? A flashback or
1: right now? Tell me about a flashback. Or tell me what's going on right now. Tell me about anything but except to to diverge a whole reality to take two books off the six one six page and put them in a whole new reality and only really tell me about three characters that's not that's not a story
0: for me do you think that's do you think that's editorial or do you think it's the writer
1: people have uh, there's been some fascination with rogue having this uh, her own book for a while and giving her all these lackluster stories i don't know if it's the writer or if that's editorial i don't know
0: well i would go ahead and say that they right now they just can't give them uh, the same thing that they did in Age of Apocalypse. They can't say, you know what, we're going to give you five or six books to work with and tell this entire story. But can you do it in two?
1: But can you tell me more about more than three people? Who cares? Who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying he might have a time limit. He might have four. Uh, so you're... Okay, my argument is he may have a time limit and say, okay, you have four months, so that's eight issues, plus we'll give you some bookends, okay? Can you tell this story, in your story about the entire universe and that? No? Well, okay, tell tell the real story, because we can't give you more, more books. We can't give you Uncanny. We can't give you Gishler's Adjective List, okay? We can't do that. So tell your story, or we're just going to pass it up. So... I mean, that's an editorial thing. Or do they say, "Hey, we'll give you everything you need," and he says, ah, "I just need two books, and I'm just going to write it within that." Which one do you think happened? Do you think I know you? I know what you're going to say, "Well, I don't know. Nobody has said anything. I haven't read anything." But I mean, really, do you think that it's poor writing, or do you think that he's doing the best he can, and he was given a, a, a tough situation?
1: I think originally. The story. There were a couple interviews with him, and originally his his thought was he wanted to take all the X Men teams of past and present and bring them together for a storyline. That to me, that sounds awesome to see like Generation X and X Factor and Excalibur and the current X Men teams. Like whatever was gonna happen, which we don't know. But he just said that was his thought was to bring them all together for some kind of big storyline. That. I would have, I would have been like at the comic book store picking up the second that you know the guy put it on his shelf.
2: Wait,
0: that are you thinking. are you sure that's still not coming? You sure that's supposed to be this?
1: Cause yes, wasn't, because wasn't
0: wasn't that on the Avengers timeline and Avengers number four?
1: That, according to him in his interview on Newsarama, he said that it diverged into Age of X. Okay. All right, go go on, go for it. I'm done. That's what I have to say. <laughs> what do you have to say about all this? Well, is just the Red Age of Apocalypse. So what are your thoughts on this as a standalone?
0: Okay, my thoughts on this are it, it's it's par for the course for the current setting that Marvel is, is doing their books in. Okay? If you're writing for trades and you're writing for to have the most spectacular things happen at the biggest time, I mean, we we have two other events, and we're covering those tonight, going on right now um if you wanted it bigger it had to be its own event it can't it can't coincide with you know inf- infestation or spider island or whatever's going on with spidey and it can't coincide with fear itself and it can't coincide with onslaught unleashed it has to be this is the the main title and you know, I, all the tie-ins for Fear itself, I would have liked to have seen Age of X. If this really is Year of the X-Men, and I know they're doing that with Schism and stuff, and that comes after this, but, and I'm sure this leads into it too, which that that kind of brings another another thing into it. Okay, is this like a giant opus that we're seeing? Like, this is Act 1, and Schism, or Year of the, uh, Year of the X-Men is, is Act 2? Is this opening and leading into that? And then also... Does that change the way you look at it? I, I'm thinking that the guy's doing the best he can right now, and it's a it's a compelling story, uh, I think. And he is definitely just focusing on a few characters, and you're not getting a whole lot of character development with everything. But the way he has to do it with the, if the story's that big and they give him only a certain amount of time with the pacing, uh, he's got to move on. He can't he can't waste pages. On uh, you know B list C list characters, you know, and I'm sure I, I know edit I know for a fact editorial says, well, you can't use this person because we're doing this and you can't use this person because we're doing this. Now you're gonna say it's an alternate reality, so what does it matter but I think this is leading somewhere to the 616 and that's what that's the whole reason why we're covering it. We wouldn't cover it if it wasn't 616. It's going to the 616 and it's going to matter. The execution of it, I think, is failing because of editorial, not because of Mike Carey. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, am I happy that Zeb Wells is off the New Mutants? No, I'm not, because I think he was kick and tail, and I think that he had he fleshed out a lot of the characters. Whereas, yeah, and Mike Mike Carey's legacy, we don't see a whole lot of that. But you gotta remember what about the what about the couple issues with um with Hellion and Hope and they were doing reconstruction and everything? I thought those were good issues. I thought that those um they did flesh out those characters and I think so I think he has those potential. But if I remember correctly, you did not like those issues.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> not
2: so
0: much. <laughs> Alright, we're done with this. I can't it Look, we'll, we'll see. How many more chapters do we have? I think there are like three more, maybe? All right, three more and then another uh, Age of X universe, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And th- is there another bookend as well?
0: Uh, I don't know. And that's what makes me think it's going to lead into something else. I think it's going to lead into Schism. I don't know.
2: You
1: think... Because I don't see Legacy having that big of a role.
0: Well, I mean... What's going to happen with Uncanny?
1: I mean, that's kind of like the main X-Men title.
0: I know, but I mean, like... Is Uncanny going to lead into that? Because no, Kyrian Gillen is bringing them back to Breakworld. I can't see that leading into Schism.
1: Well, what's going on in the regu- In just the X-Men title?
0: Well, there's still... With Dark Beast and the sewers with Spider-Man.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: And from what I hear, Gishler's going to be off of that book. I mean, I think everybody's changing up. I think uh, Abnett and Landing are taking on the New Mutants. And I think Mike Carey's going to stay on Legacy, I think. So everybody's changing except for Mike Carey. So he might have the helm. Mm-hmm. So buckle up, Mayo. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Very much. You're the X-Men's coming.
0: I, th- I think it has a lot of promise.
1: Well, I hope you're right.
0: All right. All right. Do we have enough time to do Onslaught re- Unleashed? Reborn Unleashed?
1: I don't have a whole lot to say about
0: it. Okay. Well, I'm kind of relying on you on this one because... I don't see how it compares. I mean, what is it supposed to what is it supposed to be? Just tell me is it accurate to how Onslaught is presented in the other other titles we previously saw?
1: Well, I mean, in Onslaught Unleashed, all that we've really seen is that he seems to be possessing this little Ricky kid. Okay, okay, now do you do you know who Ricky is? Ricky is Nomad who came from the Heroes Reborn universe. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay, and it's part of the, the Young Allies, <laughs> my favorite book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot to write them down.
1: <laughs> and it seems like she they're all down in South America because the Roxxon plant has found some kind of new energy form and it's coming from the neg- negative zone and it turns out it's Onslaught and Onslaught is possessing Nomad in order to try and come over to the other side
0: see there's a lot more to what's going on than, than what you're saying though
1: well i'm trying to do a summary as opposed to read the whole book
0: well oh okay that was a shot at me wasn't it no fear it was... itself <laughs> Then this happens <laughs> then this happens Not at all. <laughs> then they throw the hammer okay no Okay, Onslaught Unleashed, what caught me about this, because, look, I love McKeever, but this was a tough sell for me, okay? I don't see young allies teaming up with the Secret Avengers. I just don't see that. And then fighting an X-Men villain. I don't see that. That doesn't make sense. So the reason why this all comes together is because um, Onslaught is a created being because of the mental images or imagination of Magneto and Charles Xavier, correct? Yes. Okay. And then Ricky is a created being also because of the mental images and imagination of Franklin Richards, right? Yes. Okay. So that's the connection right there. That's why Ricky's even involved in this is because now – care It's not about Onslaught, it's about her, I think, and if she really exists, or if she's like a, a different, um, like, I know you're going to hate this example, but did you ever watch the, the Batman cartoon? Yeah. Okay, do you remember the one where Clayface like, kept pulling pieces off of him to go and find out what's going on up, up top, and then no. the, these pieces of him would forget that they were part of Clayface? Mm-mm, no. Okay, well, you get the concept. But now I know now. Right. Okay, so I think that might be where this is leading. Nomad is a piece, and always has been a piece, of onslaught. Nah. You don't think so? Nope. Why not?
1: Why? Why would that, just because they're from the same, the the universe that Franklin trapped them on, doesn't, no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, but he didn't trap them on that. He created that universe.
1: Yeah, he created it to save them. And then that's where Onslaught was. But, I mean, their only connection is just because that's where Onslaught was for a while. And she's basically the only thing that's left from there. (laughs) Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just my opinion.
0: No, no, no. no, I mean, if you read some of the interviews in the back, did you read any of the interviews?
1: Um... From issue one – no, I didn't read the interview. I just read the, the Onslaught synopsis again.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I, I think it has something to do with that. I would like to I'm, – I've I'm always been curious about Franklin Richards anyway. Um, but I think that this has something to do with that. If, a, if an imaginary character that was created by the mutant power of Franklin Richards somehow ends up in our universe and starts functioning – are they a real person or are they not a real person? And that's kind of the question that we're going to be dealing with here. And then they are very much a real person if you're onslaught because it's it's a threat. So mm. how is Nomad going to deal with that? And then also how are the young allies um, going to deal with the fallout of this? And I think I think that the Secret Avengers are the only reason they're involved is because uh, the Cap, you know, Steve Rogers and, and Ricky Barnes that relationship.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of disappointed about the whole thing because it's just freaking onslaught. You know, you don't send two not powerful loser teams to to fight an entity that the whole Marvel universe could hardly beat. You know, it's just yeah. kind of I just feel like it dumbs him down, kind of like with um, X Force and Apocalypse. Like those five characters were able to take out Apocalypse, even though he was in the form of a kid. Like still. Apocalypse is like major bad guy, you know. Right. But
2: well, I
0: yes, I see what you're saying, but again, I'm thinking that's editorial because these I think this was planned from what I read, this was planned to to get the the Young Allies series was eventually going to lead here. And yeah. then he had to because it was canceled, he had to do it right away. And so I think that he didn't have the time and the editorial didn't give him the space to make it a really big deal and again we got two other events going on that you know our people are more excited about. So if if they were going to do this right with Onslaught and the threat to everyone then you're right. I think that they should have made it its own event and they I mean the Mar- whole Marvel universe should have been taking this.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right too. You can only do whatever editorial lets you do.
0: Yeah, that's a shame, too. They shouldn't have events. They should focus on characterization and good single stories. Like Paul Jenkins. Where's Paul Jenkins? Come on, bring him back.
1: Where are Jared and Andy? Why aren't they writing the book?
0: You know what? Marvel Editorial, give us a chance. Give us a chance. We could do it. Abnett and Lanning. Kirby and Mayo. Mayo and Kirby. There we go. Come on.
1: MK? KM?
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, that's our State of the Union. P.S. Hey, did you see the April Fools' joke that somebody posted about the century coming back?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. And man, I was excited for a split second.
1: I know. I, I saw your your hopes crushed right before my eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. And then I saw yours bolster. You were like, Ah, oh, Marvel made a good choice. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's move on.
2: Top five.
0: Okay. Because of a request that we had from one Jared Mayo, we will not be doing some role play questions this evening. So, So, so what do you got? What do we got?
2: We're Instead. gonna do a
0: top five. What's what's the what's the topic, yo? Well,
1: well, as you know, we try and uh, put a new poll on the website on uh, Facebook.com/slash Marvel Six One Six Politics uh, every week with a couple of choices that you can choose from. So we're gonna go with this week's um, poll question, which is y- yes. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want you to have to edit it, and I just screwed up. No, that's that's fine. We're doing good. We're doing good. We'll roll. We'll roll. This week's question is, which team and team book would you like to see return to their own comic? And on our page, you have 15 teams with team books that you're able to choose from. Now, with these choices, are only The choices are only including teams that have previously had their own team book and that roster. So while some people might say, oh, we want Great Lakes Avengers, well, Great Lakes Avengers have not had their own ongoing series before. So that's why they were not a choice. Um, They've had many series and they're a team anyways, but that's why they were not a choice. So which team and team book would you like to see return to their own comic, and Andy and myself are going to give you our top five. Top five. All right. Who's going first? My fifth pick is the '90s version of X Factor with Havoc, Polaris, Multiple Man, Quicksilver, Wolf'sbane, and Strong Guy. Now, uh, Peter, why? go ahead.
0: No, no. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Go on, and then tell me why.
1: Yes, that's why. What I was going to tell you was uh, Peter David wrote that series, and it was a very, it was, it was a great cast of X characters. But he also infused a lot of comedy into it. Um, he brought Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys around. Um, as the series progressed, uh, we got to delve more into Havoc and Polaris' relationship. We brought on a couple new people like Forge. Uh, I, I just that's, that's my version of X-Factor. I like the X-Factor today, but it's not my X-Factor. Havoc and Polaris' X-Factor was my X-Factor.
0: Oh, I can understand that. And by the way, I have to say the X Factor is one of the best X books out right now.
1: People do seem to like it. It's a
0: critical favorite. Are you not? Do you not like it? Are you not reading it? It's
1: it's it's okay. I'm more of a superhero. I need them in like spandex costumes fighting Mister Sinister and Magneto. I am saying so, the art. So,
0: what? The, the art has been killer.
1: Yeah, the art's pretty good, and I like a lot of those characters. It's just hard for me to... And it's just a visual thing. I'm just a visual guy. So to not see like Shatterstar and Richter and Strong Guy in their X-Men outfits, but more street clothes, it's just a disconnect for me.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. That's, that's actually... Number
1: five. I'm sorry.
0: That's actually w- one of the books I'm most enjoying right now.
1: So, yeah, I've probably read about 15 issues. I just haven't... I need to sit down and probably... Finish that series
0: out. Uh, let me just say that he that right now out of every single book that is being written that I can think of in the six one six, he has the best storytelling technique because he'll do something, plant seeds, and I think this is what you were talking about with Claremont. Claremont, he'll plant seeds. He'll leave that, do another story that for three issues, come back to that other seat. He'll split up the team so that half of it's over here, he'll do the stories over there, the other half's over here, he'll switch out some cast members. I I really think that, and, and then everything weaves together. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And I think as long as editorial leaves him alone and say, and doesn't say you have to, you know, intertwine or participate in this, then I, I think it's gonna stay that way. And I hope he does a long tenure on the book.
1: And I think they're doing that, too. He's kind of made it known. I don't want to be part of all this stuff. I'll do Messiah Complex, but other than that, leave me alone. And they've done a pretty good job at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had a hard time with him with Ruby Summers. Uh, but after that, I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. And
1: I hate Layla Miller.
0: See, I really like her. I liked her, <laughs> I liked her as a kid. <laughs>
1: That's why this is a good podcast because we don't usually agree on anything.
0: I, I really, I really like her. Uh, I liked her as a kid. She's more, she's she's less appealing now that she's aged. Um, but still, her uncanny ability to to know stuff is still <laughs> uh, is still good. Stupidest power, I know stuff. That's not not even her mutant power. I mean, we don't know why she knows this stuff yet. We we know that her adult self told her kid self, um, you need to remember these things, but we don't know why she knows stuff from that point forward. But I think we're pretty sure it's not a mutant power, if I recall.
1: Yeah, because didn't she... She she wasn't even detected as a mutant, right?
0: Right, exactly.
1: So, all right, bro. yeah, what... What's uh? What's your fifth one?
0: Number five. Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. Oh, that's not a choice. What'd you say? Nothing. Go ahead. What do you mean that's not a choice? They had their own book. Yeah, but it
1: wasn't on the poll. So you just went out of your way to try and find some, some team that Jared missed to pick.
0: There's three of them that I have that aren't on the stupid poll.
1: Go on. Why the Brotherhood? <laughs>
0: It was an awesome book. It was nine issues. It's not even long enough to be a good book. Do you know why it was canceled? They sent out a they sent out an editorial letter. It's saying this this cancellation of this book has nothing to do with the attacks of 9/11, which is a lie. It had everything to do with the attacks of 9/11. It, <laughs> it was a I wrote that was like the only time I wrote Marvel. I said do not cancel this book. This book is amazing. It gives the Marvel universe an outlet to do anything they want and say, okay, well, you want something crazy to happen? Do it in the Brotherhood. You want these people coming up against this team? You want this fight? Do it in the Brotherhood. It's great. It was fantastic. You could guest star anybody, and all they wanted was... Oh, and, and their slogan, um, Revolution, Not Evolution. It was it was amazing.
1: So were there actual members of this team?
0: Yes, there were actual members of this team. Yes. What happened to them? Most of them got killed, I think. Oh. Because they tried to assassinate Dupe, I think. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> right.
0: Why? Why do you hate me? <laughs> I,
2: I I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was All good. Right. I like. I was. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it.
1: Well, next time when I'm setting up the poll, I'll make sure to filter all answers through you. (laughs)
0: Okay. I'm not criticizing your poll. (laughs) I'm trying to defend myself.
1: (laughs) All right. My number four is the 90s X-Force. That was Cable and Domino, Cannonball, Boom Boom, Shatterstar, Sunspot, Siren, Warpath, Feral, Richter. I think that's everybody. I think that's everybody, but... That I mean, again, when I got into the X titles, that was the team of X-Force, and that's who I still see as X-Force. And I like the the, the previous X-Force series. Not this one. I like the one that's out now, but I like the previous one with Wolverine and Warpath and Domino and all them. That was good. Uh, But this is just classic X-Force to me. Just outlaw mutants, you know, getting in fights with the X-Men, on the run, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. That was just a great lineup. Now,
0: let me ask you a question here. What are the basis for these teams? Because I wasn't reading at this point, but I had a general curiosity. Um, X-Factor, were they sanctioned by Xavier? And for some reason, I thought X-Force was actually sanctioned by the government. Is that true? That,
1: that was X-Factor. X-Factor was by the government. X-Force was the evolution of the New Mutants into like a militaristic team led by Cable. They didn't really follow xavier all the time they were kind of just out there on their own generation x was like the new version of the new mutants they were the kids excalibur was the was in, they were in england so they took care of the european stuff and then <laughs> x-men
0: were in new york okay so they all had well excalibur and x-men had similar functions so did generation x x factor was government sanctioned to do what
1: They worked for they did whatever the you know, whatever the government needed them to do, whether that was, you know, taking out this person or attacking this person. Originally when X Factor was formed with the original X Men team, they were undercover and they had these blue jumpsuits and they'd wear and they would go and apprehend or, you know, collect these outlaw mutants, but really what they were doing was they were saving them but they thought the government thought that they were capturing them. Gotcha. So that, was, that was the original focus of X-Factor when it was the original team. And then when Havoc's team came on board, they still were sanctioned by the government, and their liaison was Val Cooper, uh, but, but they kind of slowly started to drift away a little bit. The government kept trying to put their hands in, but they kept bucking the system.
0: Gotcha. All right, well, cool. Number four for Andy. Number four for me, Loners. Oh, dude. They, they didn't have an ongoing. My bad. My bad. They had a limited series. Oh. Yeah. So I guess that doesn't count. But the well, the okay. the, no, I mean, the Loners with uh, Phil Urich and um, the, was it Katie Powers? It's the Powers girl. Who's the oldest Powers girl? Anyway, I really enjoyed them. But if I have to not pick them, I would pick the Runaways.
1: <laughs> oh, what? is their series canceled? I guess it is canceled, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess you're right. Yep. Yeah, they just kind of...
0: They'll start up the Runaways and then leave them for a while and start them up again. And Well, the, the Runaways really weren't good after Brian K. Vaughn left, uh, in my opinion.
1: Didn't look good. I mean, the first 18 issues, like I bought that. Like the big hardcover omnibus because that story kicked butt.
0: Yeah, it really did. It really did. Um, and I mean, actually, yeah, I, I would almost equate them somewhat with the with the Young Avengers, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to put the Young Avengers on this list. There, some of them are cool, but not enough of them. You know, <laughs> I really really had a hard time with that.
1: All right, number three, I picked Generation X, and that was the team that was based in Massachusetts. They were the up-and-coming X-Men ver- kids. Um, they were ran by Banshee and Emma Frost, and they had Jubilee, which was the X-Men mainstay. But then they also had some characters uh, that came from the Phalanx Covenant, like Stinch and I mean, Sink and um, M and Skin, Penance, Mondo, Chamber, Husk. Uh, lots of great characters in there. Awesome stories up to about issue 35, and then it started to started to wane there for a bit. But uh, they're just, I love that team, and I really wish they were back together.
0: I actually like a lot of those people you just named off. I might have to go back and look at Generation X 1 through 35.
1: Yeah, up to about 30, 35 is really good. And then there's this story the storyline with uh, Puka, which is like this... Harry Weasel that time travels and that's when I stopped reading it. And I've picked up all the issues since, but I haven't read them.
2: <laughs> Puka.
1: <Pook.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I think Puka. Isn't that what Charles Xavier called Magneto, the other issue that we had? Pookie. Oh, right. right, right, right. <laughs> My bad. I'll have to, yeah, you know, Eric Lencher is still on my case about that. all right my number three was of course young allies
1: (laughs) andy's top five teams that jared
0: didn't have listed (laughs) No, no dude it's not it's not like that i really like the young allies my least favorite is toro but everybody else i think we didn't even see the team coalesce yet he had good character development he had the good every day, this is my real life, I have to be a superhero as well because I have these powers, Here's how it all jives, I have to deal with these things. Everything that you talk about that you like was in that book. I don't understand why you don't like it. They were loser characters. So you who just, didn't, you just
1: uh, didn't like the characters. Who cares about gravity? Who cares? Firestar was a freaking Avenger. She is a grown-up she is not a child anymore there's no reason for her to be in that title and who cares about this nomad from an alternate reality that's shown up here and it's a girl who cares
0: yeah but you don't even give it a chance to care about it because
1: i don't like those characters they're like d-list characters how do you know you don't like them
0: until you how do you know
1: you don't like them until you get to know them i do know them you read them you read those issues no, I didn't have to read those issues. I knew those characters before they got together in that team.
0: By that writer? No. Well, there there you go.
1: Well, just because you take, take Electra and the Brood and Mysterio, and I put them in a book and it's a great writer, doesn't mean I'm going to like the characters, even if it's a great writer. If they're still sucky characters, they're still sucky characters.
0: How do you not like the
1: Brood? I do like the brood. I was just trying to pick some <laughs> random people I could think of.
0: <laughs> Cuz I really like Mysterio too. Yeah, but you just described heroes for hire. How? Well, Those aren't sucky characters. The new the new heroes for hire? It's not it's a bunch of characters that don't make sense together and yet the book is still good because it's all but they're cool characters.
1: I didn't oh. say it has to make sense. It's all the Marvel Knight characters. It's like you know, Punisher and Luke Cage and Ghost Rider and Iron Fist and Moon Knight and Elektra. Like those street-level guys.
0: Yeah, but how How do you... Okay, what is your criteria for having a cool character? How do you know these characters suck? How do you know they're bad? Why don't you like them? W- why would Gravity even interest me at all? I don't know. I like him. Why? Because he's trying to find his way, he's trying to. He has these powers and he's trying to use them for good. And he's starting out, and he has the same problems as everybody else. He has to balance his school life with with this, and then he has to join a, a, a team, or he's he's been approached to join a team. He has to deal with um, death on a new level. I mean, it's very interesting because everything's new to him. And then me looking through his eyes, I'm experiencing all these things. Uh, in a different way, and each of those characters, like,
1: sounds like Spider-Man to me, and I've got him in like 30 titles.
0: Spider-Man by this time has dealt with all these things. It's a brand new day, baby. Brand new day. No, it's <laughs> he's right. a big time. Brand new day. Look, that's why I was sad that they even that they canceled Spider-Girl because she was dealing with the same thing.
1: We already have Spider-Woman and Spider-Man. We don't need Spider-Girl.
0: We don't have Spider-Woman anymore.
1: There's no Spider-Woman?
0: Right? No. Oh, there is. You're 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 right. I was talking about Arachna. is right. <laughs> <laughs> so you never want to read about new characters experiencing these things for the first time? You just want to go back and read old issues?
1: It's very hard for me to get into a book of all new characters.
0: But these aren't all new characters!
1: Well, that's Toro.
0: what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say.
1: Yeah, so you're just jumping around trying to find somewhere for a hole in my argument.
0: Yeah, well I am because but... it doesn't make sense to me. I, I it just it just doesn't make sense. Like how can you how can you not like this book which has everything that you wanted in that you just asked for in Age of X? It has all that stuff. <laughs> what? It doesn't it make does. any sense. No, it does. It has. Look. Alright, you said, I want some characterization, I want character development, I want you to show me what's going on with these people, don't just show me the same characters all the time. Look, this team has a lot of different characters, and it shows them in very different situations, uh, interacting with different people in different combinations, and you get to learn about them and learn about their personal look i'm, I'm just repeating myself over and over again i, I just <laughs> i just don't understand how you can say this character's cool and that one's not but i'm getting character development over here but i wish i was getting character development of the cool characters
1: no 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 no, no. okay because age of x is about characters i already love and enjoy and know so much about but now they're in a new setting, and I don't know why they're like this and why they're different and all that stuff.
0: Right, but That's how do you know what they're about? How do you know what they're about? You because spent, when, you spent the time and you learned about them.
1: Do you want to have this discussion with yourself, or do you want to let me talk?
0: Okay, good. All right, go for
1: <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going. Okay, so the age of the Age of X characters, those are all characters I've loved for years. And now they're in a new situation, new environment, and I want to know how they got there and what's going on. These characters, I already know Toro, I know Nomad, I know Firestar, I know Gravity, and they are D- to C-list characters at best. I, so that makes me not care about them. What, what would be the point? Why do I want to see Firestar, who's the biggest character of all of them, with all these losers doing stuff that's not going to even matter to Marvel continuity?
0: How do they make them, how do they make them A-list? Exposure.
1: Not right? everybody needs to be a list. If everyone's a list, then there's no B or C list.
0: Right, but why are you well, then why are you ragging on lower lists? I just don't want a book of lower list. So what, you, what? you want a you want a mixture of A list and D list? Mm,
1: well, I mean, we have the we've got Mockingbird on the Avengers. That's pretty low. Mm, right.
0: I well I I'm gonna have to take your word for it because. I mean, uh, the way they're presenting her, she was a big deal, and I and I, I don't know. That was before I was reading.
2: Mm.
0: Toro's not. Toro is new. Well, it's still loser. <laughs> yeah, well, Toro is a loser character. Okay, well, all right. Why is Toro a loser character, Andy? Because I can't understand his power. He grows bigger and grunts. I don't. And he has like a hat with horns. I don't understand what he does. Well, it's just like Layla Miller. She, he just does stuff. Okay, moving on. That's a <laughs> that's a dumb argument. <laughs> he just does stuff. Well, I'm just saying, right? We love okay. Layla, you love Layla Miller. <laughs> what is your? What did we do? Your number three. Yeah. That was generation X okay generation X. didn't write it down Gen X you're you're picking teams all from twenty years ago
1: I'm picking the best baby not this new crap all right well all I, these I, series that I picked have lasted for tons and tons of issues the ones you picked you're picking like mini series and issues that I've listed nine
0: that I want to see more of That's because okay. look okay all right let me uh, <laughs> Look, when you started reading and these books came out and these characters were new, you were very interested in these characters, right? And you were like, "Oh, I wonder what I wonder how these people got to where they are. I'm going to read all these until I get sick of it." And (laughs) until I grow, right? Until the the characters grow on you, and now you want to go back to those characters. Well, that's the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is an interesting character. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna read about it until it becomes just too absurd, and then, you know, then in 20 years I'll say, hey, I really wish we had the original Young Allies back.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. You're allowed to like them, but I'm allowed to say why I hate them. (laughs) It's the same. It's the same thing. Like, you're just not giving them a chance, right? Like No, because it, I've already ha- seen them when I got into comic books. Those Most of those characters were already established. And I either liked them or I didn't like them.
0: No, no, no. no. Firestar, maybe. But yeah. Gra- Gravity was new. Toro's new. Uh, Nomad, Spider-Girl is new. Nomad is fairly new. She may have been established. But those characters
1: have come along while I've been reading, you know, it's not like they just all of a sudden just brand new team like some of these characters have been around for a little while.
0: Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm currently experiencing what you experienced before when Generation X first came out and you Mm -hmm. gave those characters a chance. And that's what I feel like I'm feeling like.
1: Okay. and that's okay. You can you can have that. That's fine. I'm happy uh, that you uh, are forget it,
0: forget it. No, I no. Don't don't <laughs> condescend to me. What is your number 2? I Oh my god. What is your number 2? Exiles. Exiles. I can't stand that book. <laughs> I hate that book. <laughs> Tell me why I bet I can guess your number 1. Anyway, go on. Tell me why you like
2: Exiles.
1: Exiles was when it initially started it was really good towards the end it was really bad but it was cool it was a title and we're kind of going to go back to this old argument maybe a little bit but it was a title where you could pick it up you didn't have to know any of these characters because they're all from crazy universes that you didn't know anything about and basically they hopped around to universes that you still didn't know anything about but that was the whole adventure is the whole book was based on not knowing these characters and learning you know maybe knowing their their 616 version but then seeing them all twisted up and maybe they're good or maybe they're bad or or what their intention is and seeing that what world they're from or it was just like guest stars galore it was just kind of like a big what if book
0: okay that's how i view the brotherhood but okay. in within the 616 i can i can see that i just couldn't get into it because i didn't I needed to know more background information. I wasn't down with the with the with the uh, the whole plot or focus of the book.
1: Yeah, I think if you would have, and two, it's it's probably pretty good for a big continuity person, exiles, because to know like why is it so important? What's the big deal that you know the lizard has mutated and everyone has are everyone in California are lizard people now. You know, what's the big deal? Well, you kind of got to know, well, who Kirk Connors was and his struggle for it and how these characters interact with the lizard. Like, it's probably good to have a lot of continuity in your bag, too.
0: I might have to give it another try. I I, I think I read the New Exiles. That yeah. was awful, awful, awful. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I read the New like Exiles Volume 3. New Exiles was Claremont. I tried to read it, couldn't. And then I started reading Exiles, and I think that was Paul Cornell, or I think it was Paul Cornell, and he was kind of miffed that um, it got canned. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: don't want to read that either. You want to read Judd Winnick.
0: See, that started, I I asked the LCS guy, I was like, dude, is this an ongoing series? And he's like, no. So I didn't pick it up, because it was Exiles number one, and... I almost picked it up, and I was like, hey, is this ongoing? Should I do it? And he was like, no. Oh. So I blame him.
1: Oh. Blasted LCS.
0: Yes. All right. Discount ComicBookService.com. DCBService.com. <laughs> All right. Number
1: two for Andy's list of books that Jared did not include. Dark Avengers. There we go.
0: I included that one. I know. I know. I know. I, would, I didn't try to pick ones that you didn't include. <laughs> I know. I tried to pick my favorites. Dark <laughs> Avengers. It, do I really need to say it? I mean, it was amazing, fantastic. Probably wa- some of the best comics I've ever read.
1: Yeah.
0: And it had the Sentry.
1: The one flaw. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> and he's gonna like throw the computer
0: across the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I have to say about that. What's your number one? Is it dark? That was my number one. I knew that was it. number one. You cannot. That's probably
1: one of the best comic series I've read in the past. Probably since I've been reading comics in the past 20 years. It was great. One of the best.
0: And it ended. You know, I love it because it was just. It lasted so long. I like. They gave it some
2: depth.
1: Yeah, and and you saw them appearing in other titles. That they weren't just confined to theirs. I just. I wanted. I just wanted Dark Reign to go on forever and ever, because I knew as soon as Dark Reign was over, my Dark Avengers were going to be over. Yeah. But that's okay. What's your number one? Guess. Well, I thought it was going to be Dark Avengers. Well, you were close. x Oh, Oh, yeah. I put that one on just for you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yep. (laughs) It was... I love that book. It's so satirical. It's fantastic. I read it, I pick it up. That's one book that I've read over and over. And there's not many books I've done that to. Uh, every once in a while, I mean, I'll pick up um, Amazing Spider Man Volume 2, 30 to 36, mm-hmm. and reread it because that's fantastic. But this book I will probably read a couple times a year, um, at least the first trade. Was, uh, or the first Ecstatics trade, probably not the first X Force trade, but um, oh, it's it's fantastic. I love it. I love it.
1: Did you get my link I put on your wall?
0: I did. Yes. Um, unfortunately, that's a little pricey for me. Yeah. <laughs> having, having already owned all the trades, um, seventy bucks for two uh, custom hardbound. But I mean, they are nice. And if I didn't own them, I would buy them. Actually. You got all the trades? Yeah.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah, bro. I, there's like eight of them. Yeah. And most three or four of them are out of print, and I paid a lot of money for
1: them. I remember we talked about that about a year, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I just didn't know you ended up getting them. That's awesome.
0: Yes. It was It was before we did the podcast that we were talking about it.
1: Yeah, because I, I wanted to get like the big omnibus, but that thing's super expensive
0: they have an omnibus for ecstatics
1: mm-hmm
0: oh see I don't think they're allowed to reprint anymore because of a lawsuit right or maybe that's or what? cleared up now well Milligan had a lawsuit against Marvel because of the book ah uh, you know what I don't know I, I might be wrong so I don't want to say anymore all oh. I know is Milligan just we just reviewed an issue for that he wrote some and he was on the uh, fear itself home front, so they must be okay.
1: Hmm. Did not know that.
0: Well, I think it had to do with him not being allowed to use um, uh, Princess Diana in the comic.
1: Yeah, or- I do remember that.
0: Right. Right.
2: So
1: all right. On to the Tino Ward. <laughs>
0: Right, the Tino Awards. You know, I was gonna have a cop out and I was only gonna do one or two, but I thought, you know what, Mayo's gonna be disappointed. So I went with three.
1: All right, good man. I did two.
0: One but of they them were you're, hard. you're not gonna get though. because so, you didn't read Homefront. So <laughs> Alright,
1: so each time you say one, I'll just say uh, Homefront.
0: Yeah, but you don't know why. You have to read that. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll go <laughs> down I'll go down to two. I'll go down to two. <laughs> How many you got? I've got three. Okay. All right. Hit me. All right.
1: Show some respect. We gotta
2: show some respect. We gotta love you. Don't take it for I know I'm better want to. Stay close. We gotta show some respect.
0: Um, let's see. Okay, I'll go with show some respect to the reader because Age of X uh, we're tired of the same characters. No. You smug jerk. (laughs) Oh, uh, I mean (laughs) no. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Show some respect because Onslaught is only being attacked by these two groups instead of the Marvel Universe that it would normally take. No. (sighs) <sighs> I'm counting to 10 mentally.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I knew you had an anger problem. <laughs> I, told, I
0: told you I can be a jerk. I told you.
1: You're if, not being a jerk. I just don't want to upset you. <laughs> you wrote
0: me back. You were like, you've never been a jerk to me. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That's the nicest thing ever, anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know.
1: I did show some respect for Fear itself for going back and rewriting the continuity.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. You mean like the maybe new Allfather?
1: Maybe new Allfather, maybe Red Skull did something else that we didn't know about.
0: Gotcha. All right. For the retcons, then. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Um, Because you made a big deal about that when we were reviewing it. All right. Don't turn around.
1: Is this for a fear itself home
0: front? No. Uh-uh. I, I, okay. I, I, I'm not going to do that one.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, don't turn around. See, this is hard because we reviewed like 10 issues.
0: Yeah, well, I tried to be, I tried to be uh, general about it.
1: Um, is it for Age of X with Rogue?
0: No, but why would that apply? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right uh
1: okay so it must be for oh i don't know man you got me in a lurch
0: it do you want me to tell you sure it's for the asgardians leave and fear itself or leaving and fear itself don't turn around don't don't go back home we need you <laughs> okay no is not that enough?
1: <laughs> don't turn around and go back home <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have a winner for this one. I think we're just gonna to have to call it even. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, don't rush the good thing. Don't rush the good thing. Don't
2: rush the good thing. Don't rush the good thing. Don't rush the good thing.
0: that's Age of X, right? and yeah. how he needs to he needs to flesh it out a little bit more
1: good man all right good job all right all right,
0: all right. mine was 1984
1: For Age of X. Yes. Because it's a a whole, just like I think we had this this award a couple episodes yeah, yeah. ago.
0: We did, we did.
1: Is the reality is just overcome? You know, it's a new world order, all that good stuff.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but X can see everything they do, and you know, he's setting he or she is setting them against Magneto. So because. X is watching everything. So and they, they they don't question it, you know? X and Magneto built this city, and then when Magneto says, you know what, things might not be how it is, X is like, wait a minute, this is this is how it is. Alright, now you guys attack him. You know? Yeah. yeah. So all right, well, good job.
1: Oh, I have a last one. A tip uh the hat he... to you. Why thank you. Good, good, sir. He lives in you. <laughs>
2: He lives
0: in you, he lives in me, he watches all, everything we see, he lives in you, because uh, Bastion's arm is in Nightcrawler. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um... He lives in the, oh, 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 Onslaught, Inside Nomad. There you go. Okay, all right. Whew. Man, some of these times it's, like, obvious, and some of them you're just, like, sweating here going, oh, man, (laughs) what is this? Well, I mean, I
1: I just, I couldn't go, like, super picky with these. You know, like, Beast got blades thrown in him in Onslaught. Like, we reviewed 10 issues. We got to do something big here, you know?
0: Right. Right, I try to make sure that I comment on it during the review so you can pick it up, so we at least talked about it. But actually, I didn't. I don't think I did the, uh, the Asgardians leaving. So
1: that's okay. What was your uh, Homefront one?
0: Homefront was, and again, I hope you read it. Um, back where we started because they go back to that lady who was the the Superhuman Registration Act lady, and she was like, and she did this huge monologue about. Now Captain America and Iron Man are friends? I mean, come on. It's like we we haven't done anything. It's you know, so she all but said back where we started. And I thought that was cool that um Christo's Gage, who was the writer of that pointed that out. He was like, "Look, we're not forgetting about this. There's still an issue of fear here about the human population versus the superheroes and Everybody's reaction to that. So I thought I thought that was cool, and that's why I really appreciated that book. Like I said, it kind of deals with the fallout of fear itself, while fear itself is going on.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pick that up
0: then. Oh, and the art's fantastic. For the just read the first story. It's the first I think it's the first 14, 15 pages. This is the first half. Uh, the other stories, they're not worth it. But that first one is good.
1: Awesome. I'll definitely read it then.
0: Well, I think that's it for tonight. I think that we have argued and fought. I need to go to... <laughs> this is ridiculous. I am worn out.
1: Because I made you argue?
0: Yes, you physically made me. You forced me <laughs> to argue. You're so... stressed
1: out. You thought about flying and... This is... <laughs> Arguing. You're just, like, spent.
0: <laughs> just, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Uh, you can visit us on the web at marvel616politics.com, email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at 616politics.
1: Facebook us. Join us. Talk to us at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call with a question, a suggestion, or anything that's just on your mind at 616-755-TINA. And we, again, want to thank DCBService.com for your sponsorship. You can get all the newest releases for 40% off and great shipping as well.
0: Discount Comic Book Service!
1: (laughs) DCBService.com Whoa, dude. We're going to be able to charge more now. Oh, you know it. Yeah. We didn't include a jingle. That took
0: a lot of effort. (laughs) 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 All right, everyone. Have a good night, and I'm sure after listening to this, you're spent as well. So we'll go back to our respective corners. And actually, actually, I really want to hear from you guys. Whose point of view do you most agree with here? Are, are, are you with are you with Mayo and his uh, his liberal agenda, or do, oh. are you with, are you with me, the diehard libertarian? No, I'm just joking. I can't even match up the two
1: basically it's Charles or Magneto I'm Charles he's Magneto and you know which one you want to (laughs) pick
0: yeah yeah the weakling yeah that's it (laughs) alright everyone until next time make yours Marvel 616 politics